You're listening to Dr. Leslie Inspires, a show where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Dr. Leslie is joined by Mr. Wayne, who provides insight from a male perspective. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Paul, we'd like to start in prayer. Mr. Wayne. Good evening, everybody. Just wanted to take a minute to bow our heads again in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you uh, just thanking you for uh, things that you bestowed upon us, just this initiative, this whole, God, this movement, God, uh, just a blessing to have young men and mothers come together and fathers come together. Uh, just just to learn more about you, about the things that we've gone through, to collaborate and help us to share uh, our pain, our sorrow, our gifts, and our giving. So we thank you for Ms. Karen, Brother Eric, that are coming today. Uh, on behalf of Dr. Leslie Inspires, we pray that it will be meaningful and something that we will continue to grow upon and continue to learn uh, for all of us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so tonight we have, uh, well, I just want to give you, give everyone a recap, as we always do, of the purpose. Um, this is Dr. Leslie Inspires, and uh, we basically started from uh, me working in the school system and seeing different young men uh, and uh, mothers who struggled with their son. And I saw in many cases that there were talented young men who I believe could have a, a better shot if they had a mother with more guidance or was willing to, uh, to listen or to, who was hungry to find out more of what she needed to do with her son. And so, a moment. Letting people in. And so, you know, Dr. Leslie Inspires, we want to educate women as much as possible. And this week, we've primarily been talking to men because, or young men, uh, because we want to hear their side of the story. We want to hear what they're saying uh, women or mothers could be doing as they tell us their background and, you know, what else, some of the things that they've been going through so that they can help give us a different perspective than we normally would see. So today we have a young man and a young woman, married couple, who is, uh, who are our guests. And we're going to just start, let them tell us a little bit about themselves. So Eric is the focus, but they're coming on as a married couple. So Eric. Uh, uh, hey, how are you? Um, my name is Eric Coleman. Um, I'm 23. Uh, and this is my wife, Kiara. <laughs> um, like what, what, what about myself? Like, that's why. Your background. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, I've been in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, about, I want to say about eight years, eight to 10 years, something like that. Uh, 
you know, um, what else I tell about my family? Yeah. Oh, well, um, well, the type of family I come from, I come from, my parents weren't married, you know, so um, the household I lived in was like separate houses. So during the school year, I would live at home with my mom. And in the summer, I go to my dad's side of the family um, in Florida. So um, I would do that back and forth every year and whatnot. Um, I mean, we weren't, we weren't rich. We weren't very poor, but, you know, it was like barely scraping, you know, making it. So, um, I mean, that's just a little bit about my family and whatnot. And you have any questions? Okay, I'm sorry. How old are you again, Eric? I'm 23. Okay, and Kiara, how old are you? 24. <laughs> okay. Um, so Eric, yes. Um, this platform is about women, about transforming mother-son relationships. Can you give us a little background about um, you and your mom? You and your mom's background. Oh well, me and my mom, we 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 kind of close in a uh, sense. We're like like talking close, whereas like. You know, we can talk about anything. We laugh about stuff like that. Uh, but as far as, like, when it comes to hobbies or interests, we're not so much close. Like, when it comes to going out to do something or, uh, well, let's do this today. Or, you know, just activities or anything like that. But we do have a close bond to where we can talk about stuff and laugh and whatnot. We um, we never had any, like, bumps or or in a role where we had a complication between us or anything. So it's been very helpful and whatnot. Um, okay. My mom. What about you? So when you think about your mom, what is the best thing that you think in terms of how she raised you? What comes to mind that, wow, I'm so happy my mom instilled this in me? Um, learning how to survive, you know, without the things that you want, you know, learning how to survive by what you need. Because when you're younger, I feel like everything is about what you want. I want this. And you think that's what's best for you. Or well, that's what I thought. And myself, I thought that was what was best for me and whatnot. And I feel like she showed me in the long run, after looking back, being able to see, I feel like she showed me the opposite of that. Like, you know, this is what you need. I got to show you how to work with this or what you have. Well, she, this is what you, um, dang, I forgot now. This is what I'm touching you. What is your mom instilling you? That you're thankful for. Okay, yeah, but about the, she would she would just teach me how to be able to live with the things that I need. Like, um, you know, the 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 hardships and the, the hard things that happen to you along with the good things and not just looking for what you want or what you desire out of, you know, your everyday life. And that's one thing I took from her. I was like, very special to me. How, how did she instill that? What was her methodology? Well, I don't think she did it. I don't think it was a purpose thing, but I think it came from the struggles that we had and the complications that we had through our house throughout the years and whatnot, like, like having to move and go different houses. And it shows you something young. It's like when you're younger trying to understand that, I feel like it, it's like it's different. Cause you don't understand. It's like you know something not right, but you know what is what's not right. So I mean, I think she it just it just came along with our plate, what we had on our plate. I feel like that's what taught it, and the way she handled it before us by herself and that nature. I think that's what helped taught that either. Okay, so you said um, 
you don't think it was intentional when you said uh, the word struggle. Yes. How do you define the word struggle and what did that mean to you? Struggling was like, um, you know, like lights off, um, inconsistent. Like, you know, if you go home, go in the house and you see stuff like this week, you want to see it next week. Or you go in the fridge like this, these two weeks is full and the next week is different. So um, struggle like that. And even having a lot of siblings, like I have four siblings I live with, you know. So when it comes to attention, you got one person to have to give it to four different people. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it teaches you something different. So do you feel like you lacked attention from her because there were four? Well, yeah, I feel like we all did. Because, I mean, even though I know it's like, it, it's hard. So I was more of the understanding child. But I know, like, when you got four kids, I mean, plus yourself and the person, you know, you you with your uh, significant other, I mean, that's that's a lot. But, um, I mean, I feel like it changed us in some way. Okay. So your... Your mom has, your, your family dynamics have a different um, makeup mm-hmm. that could have taken you down a different path. Can you tell us a little bit about the makeup of your family? Uh, well, um, well, with my mom, my mom was her, uh, she's, my mom's gay, so she married another woman when we were, I was about, I want to say 15 or somewhere around that, 13. Um, so she married another woman, so that was a change in lifestyle. Although she had been with another woman before she married her, like, so all our life we grew up that way. With It was two women, you know, since I was like, I, maybe I was like eight when they got together, eight or so, around that young age they got together. Um, so at that point, for us, it's like, you know, we young, we don't understand what's really going on. We see a person, you know, and we see these things and... It's like, okay, but I feel like it taught, again, I feel like it, it taught us something. I mean, even though people look at it and say, well, this, these are two women, you know, I mean, it's, it's, this is not right. This is abomination or whatever people want to call it. I see it uh, as something different because even though she can't teach us, um, like, you know, to change oils and be strong, go to the gym, stuff like that, I feel like it was another purpose for that to happen in our life, you know, even though it was two women. And I feel like, I feel as if, it happened for a reason because if my mom would have never met her, I'd be in the same predicament with the rest of my family. And predominantly, the males in my family, they all in jail and prison. Every one of them. They have been or they in there right now. So, you know. So you feel like you're the success? Yeah, I feel like I feel like even though it's what what everybody would say is like something wrong, I feel like it was something right about it. You know, even though it has its flaws, I just feel like there was something right about it. You know, do you feel like there was something right because you were able to get uh, two two women's perspectives? What what makes you think that? What what is the good feeling about it? What makes you feel like it was okay? Um. Well, I think it's more so like that was just a part of me that was understanding and more like, okay, well, let me be more understanding so I can be able to hear her out or you know preserve what she feels or or whatnot, but I feel as if with two women, it's it's a lot of, um, it's the same um, like, as it would be with a woman and a man, not as far as teaching, but, you know, say for instance, if you have a stepfather, 
even though I had a stepmom, it's the same. You you know, if they get that amount of attention we get from our mom, they don't like that. They, they react the same, whether they're men or women, you know. So we still get the same energy and the same feel from her, though she's a woman. So I feel like me not having a man, I don't understand how to think of it on the reciprocal end, you know, since it was always a woman. So all I can think of is, okay, well, this woman act just like the way the men act that everybody else talk about. So if my mom gave us too much attention, she didn't like that. She would have something to say. When it came to Christmas shopping or school shopping, it was for my mama. Or she would have to always beg and plead. Like, you know, it would always be a thing. You know how when you, somebody do something for you, it's like, I just did this or I just did that. It was always like that. Like, like it's a burden for you to do it. So I feel like we still intercepted the same emotions and feelings as it would be if it was a man in the house that didn't, that despised our relationship with our mom. I feel like that was one of the key things that was going on. Wow. Like she was trying to separate the cow from the calves. Yeah. You who your mom was? No, but the, uh, our stepmom, the, one, the lady she was with. Okay. Jeez. It's so um, your wife over there, just like to hear from you for a moment. What are your feelings about the way uh, Eric's mom raised him? How has that impacted you as his wife? Um, certain things I've noticed a difference in, and I've had conversations with his mom that might, ha might not have been appropriate to him. But to me, it was appropriate because I needed understanding because I didn't grow up the same way he did. Um, I've, had, I've had a lot of conversations as far as asking her um, what made her um, be with another woman or did she feel like it made a difference in her kid's life? And um, Or I'll ask her questions like, um, how do I deal with this because you taught him how to do this or is this appropriate or is this not appropriate for him or did you teach him this or something like this something like that um, I know certain things that he has lacked because I'm not a male person being in his life and he might not see it because that's just how he grew up but for me it's um, I've had a mom and a dad I've had a male figure I had a mom figure so um the way I want my kids to be raised or something like that is different than what he has come up to um, come up with. Okay. So how has that um, impacted you all in terms of raising children? We, um, well, for his standpoint, I'll say something as far as, oh, my dad and mom did it this. And he'll, he won't be so far. He won't be, um, what's that word? He won't say no. He'll just kind of be like, okay, let me look at this. Hey, and yeah. so I'll tell him that. Um, hey, hmm. dear. I'm yes, sorry. Sir. We're having a problem hearing you, seeing you guys. It's oh. like, so yeah, not, yeah, you might want to center it. So yeah, there you go. That's better. Can you see just me now? Move your, yep, move your face into the, where the camera is. It's perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. But his his mom basically basically gave me an understanding of her standpoint and how with what with um being married to a woman because I asked her before I married Eric I asked her what made her want to be married to a woman and I asked her did she feel like it took a toll in raising her children 
And unfortunately, her first two children's dad got murdered. And then, um, so it kind of changed her perspective. And then um, Eric's dad wasn't so that all the way, but he, um, it kind of took a toll on her. But for him, she did all the best she can. I feel like she did the best she can as well. But um, we were raised different. So what we kind of do is right now, as far as our two boys, we kind of incorporate how we both were raised and I'll tell him, Hey, we prayed this way and he'll, he won't object it. If that makes sense. He, he, um, says, okay, that's new. Let me, let's try it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But most of the time it works. And, and, and when I talked to his mom, she understood where I was coming from, where I asked, did you teach him this? Were you able to teach him this as a mom, a single parent? Because before she got married to her wife, she was a single parent with four kids. And then her, the previous dude that she was with got murdered. So um, she, she would say, I taught them how to survive. And in her mind, it would be surviving. And for me, it would be like, um, I don't know. I would have a different output on what she felt like surviving was. And it wasn't nothing bad, but the way my surviving was, was different than his. So we just come together as far as teaching our children the difference and praying and taking care of them, making sure they don't have the lights off. And maybe Eric went through lights off, but maybe I didn't. And I'm not saying his mom was bad, but it was, um, we have a difference in upbringing, if that makes sense. And, and that's what marriage is, two people coming together uh, from two different backgrounds, trying to make it work. So Eric, uh, in terms of, um, well, we have a question on here. Someone wants to know, what was your relationship with your dad like? Oh, uh, it was like rough. That was like, it was like when I was young, you know, um, it was like he was there, but it was so faint because it, it was so faint. And the reason it was faint for him being there because he was always in and out of jail. You know, but I didn't understand that. I didn't understand what was going on until I got a little bit older and it started to replay. Okay, so now you're still doing the same thing, right? And now it's starting to, like, basically play back in my mind. Okay, so you was in jail while I was young, too, and while I was growing up, you know, in middle school and towards high school. So that was, it, it made it like trying to kindle with a person you barely know. Because I did go there for the summer. But he'll be in jail. Like, we'll talk on the phone or stuff like that. Or if you, even if he was out, my dad would probably stay out of jail for, like, three months. And that was probably the three months I was in Georgia in school. You know what I mean? So by the time we come back, he's in jail or whatnot. So we never really built, like, a father-son relationship. It was always, like, more so about talking to him. So, I mean, even after he got out of jail, when we hung out, we were, like, friends. It wasn't like, you know how... It was like, <laughs> my dad just talked. He'd do whatever in front of us. He'll talk however he want, he'll, you know. And so me and him, it's probably been like a more so of a, a friend than a, like a father and a son, you know. But I don't know that, what that is. Like, he feel like he owes something. Like, he don't feel like he had to teach or be hard or anything. But I don't know what that is. But that's how our relationship is. We talk like friends. And, you know, even though we know, have an understanding of what's going on, but what I've noticed is even with Chase, what he do is he's gotten a um, better relationship with his father, even though his mom is with his mom. Chase? With, huh? Who's Chase? 
taking a nap. Sorry. Come again? He's, she should ask where it was Chase. No, who is Chase? Oh, oh that's that's uh, that's our fo- our first and oldest son. And how He's old four. is he? Four. And what he'll do is, I've just noticed a difference with Eric's dad and stuff like that. Once he decided that he wanted to forgive him, even though his dad wasn't in his life, and his dad has like four or five kids, other kids, other than Eric. But other than that, he he has made up in his mind that he wanted to forgive him because he wanted a better relationship with his son, and he wanted to do better by Chase and, and Eric Jr. So he made a difference. And, like, when his dad came down here, he talked to him. And his dad is his full supporter. Even though his dad wasn't there when he was younger, I noticed that even the, Eric doesn't notice it. Sorry, I'm not sure if this is right. But Eric doesn't notice it. But for me, outside person looking in, it looks like he longed for that relationship from his father, whether he realized it or not, because when I looked at it, him and his dad, it looked like they knew each other for years, even though I didn't know. I'm outside looking in. Yeah. They were nice. It was nice to see him and his dad bond, and he forgave his dad, even though he didn't want to. He prayed to God and was like, and I'm not sure what he said to him, but all I know is when his dad came, his dad did not feel his hatred that he had against him, all I could say. Amen. Amen. That's what it's about, Eric. I wish you had heard some of these other calls, but we'll save all of that until the end. So, Eric, how do you think um, that's great that you now want a better, you want to make sure that you have a relationship with your children and you have two boys. How did the relationship with your dad or lack thereof impact you as a man? And as a father. Uh, did you say, could you repeat that again, please? Yeah. How how did your dad's absence impact you? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, well, on a, on, a, on, a, on a bad note, how it impacted me was I felt like I could have plenty more, like, discipline, you know, and, like, structure when it comes to just being a, a level one person, like, just the start of a person. I felt like I could have had more push behind me because I was shy as a kid and well, as a young boy I was shy you know and I feel like as a boy or a young male you shouldn't be shy you should be able to you know be outgoing or express yourself without that self-conscious you know of yourself so I feel like in that area it lacked and it, and it caused a little groove with, within myself you know but um as far as a good note I feel like the, our relationship was a blessing because I feel like he gave me a blueprint of what I needed to do by him not doing it. Because, you know, it took me a while to stop being mad, you know, or trying to figure out every reason to just be able to say, oh, I don't like this about this or, this, or what he did or, you know, all the scenarios. I try to play back every time just to have something to say. But on a good note, it really gave me a blueprint to where I can know, okay, if I do this, I'm going to end up like him. When I was, since I was little, my sole purpose was to be the exact opposite of my dad in a good way, though. You know, I want to be able to, to be the first person to, you know what I'm saying, be a man out of our family. Because, you know, on my dad's side of the family, his, our grandma, you know, she never had no man, you know, like a real male figure. Because our granddad, he went to war. He died there and whatnot. And, you know, our dad, so it was like they just grew up everywhere out of man, you know. So I feel like... He, our relationship was a blessing for me, 
you know, I feel like that helped me map it out and made it easier. So sometimes when I go wrong and I'm about to crash out, I always look back or I always say, you know, I can't do this because that's exactly what he did. How I'm going to do this, you know, and be opposite of him if I do exactly what he does. So it's like taking a test with that answer key. That's what I feel like. So when you say you, you're opposite of what he does, you, you said he gave you the blueprint, but you said he does opposite. So basically you take the hard lessons and do opposite or he's taught you some things that you should do or both? Uh, basically, I, the, the second one you said, I took the hard lessons. I took the, the hardness that I got from it, like the, the part that people try to neglect from it. I took that and, and turned it around, you know, and used it as use it as positive versus using it as something to just be able to say or to always have to rant about, you know, instead of doing that, I use it as an answer key to my life for how I'm going to figure this out for Chase because I feel like, I feel like, yeah, and easy because I, I, I feel like a sacrifice. I feel like, so my life, the, what I went through was not for me. It was for my kids, you know, for me to be every, so I feel, that's what I feel as far as the relationship with my dad. So would it be safe to say that, not trial by error, but basically I saw what he did did do and I'm not gonna do that. So right. whatever you did, I'll do opposite and that's gonna make me a better man. That I feel like that'll that'll help me achieve yeah, make me a better man and it'll help me achieve a life for my kids that I didn't have. Cause I feel like that's usually the goal nine nine times out of ten for every parent. You know, for the accomplish the life for the kid that they never had. Whether that right. be a a money lifestyle or whether that be teaching them everything they didn't know, which is my goal to teach. I want to teach him young, like, you know, this is what's going to happen between us, you know, because this is what happened between my dad. I want to teach them young so they fruitful of relationships, and you know, between us. I want them to know, like, it's not about what I can give you. It's about what I can teach you. So when I'm not gone, when I'm gone, you understand, you know, because I, I didn't have what somebody gave me. I had what somebody taught me. He taught me the back end. I just had to turn it over and read it backwards or what. What not, you know, but if that made any sense. That boy said, turn it over and read it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Can I it. say something? That's good. Go yes, ahead. go ahead, Kira. I, um, as far as a marriage, I've noticed, like, certain things that he doesn't, well, that I wasn't expecting. I'll ask him, like, were you taught this? And my, it might have been in, in a bad Thing. But sometimes I'll go to his mom first because it might frustrate me to the point where I don't understand it or I'll go to mom, my mom or somebody else to understand because I wasn't raised that type of way. But for him, I see like with Chase, it'll be like, a, um, let me focus on the education and stuff like this because Eric came from a background to where what he got for Christmas presents the next day was ponded. And I never, for me, I understand that stuck with me because I never had that for my Christmas presents. It was what I had. It was mine. But for him, he got that joy that first day. The next day it was ponded. He didn't get it. And it hurt myself. Cause I'm like, I never dealt with that. And I don't understand how to deal with it now, but I see him with Chase as a different thing. Like this is yours, Chase. This is yours. You earned it. You do this. This is what you get. You give it, you love it, you you work for it, and I, now I understand as far as where his parents came from or where he came from with Chase and how he will be with EJ as far as um not having nothing to be honest and um working harder for it 
because for me i worked hard but at the same time it was a difference i had stuff given to me i was more privileged um my parents would make sure that i had what i needed and not what i you know some most of the time what i wanted but with chase it's like you need to work for it so now i understand before it would be like um your mom messed up i don't know what you got going on but now it's kind of a better understanding but i feel like me and him still have a um battle as far as i feel like with um a male figure it would be di- a little bit more different but yeah it is what it is and you know sometimes um in relationships and marriages when it comes to mother-son relationships a lot mm-hmm. of the battles that mothers and or daughter-in-law and mother-in-laws have are really uh based at the root or at the core of you forgot to teach your son a few things ma'am <laughs> yeah um, i definitely told her that well I mean, i'm not gonna say i told her that but i basically said what i've said i'm like he's lacking this he doesn't know this but but eric has said when i've met him he'll be like i don't know this it wasn't like a um kiera i know everything my dad was in my life i'm just married to a woman and i don't know this so if you are willing to teach me and help me understand what you are thinking i am willing to learn so I've learned that that he's more so willing to learn, like opening the door. He might his mom. I mean, his mom's wife might have done it, but it's different seeing a man and a a man do it. So I'm like Eric. I I grew up with my dad opening the door or giving me flowers or something like that, and I've only had to tell him once, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know that, but now I know. Let me incorporate it because it's something that a man should do, and it's something that I see that you like." Or um, Chase is doing ABC master. He's struggling. I don't want you to feel like you're doing it alone. So let me go in his room and wake him up at 10 o'clock and make sure that he's doing his ABC mouse so you don't feel like you're teaching him alone. Because I've I've understood that people in marriages sometimes, even though they're not alone, feel like they're alone. And I don't want you to feel like you're alone. So he has told me that, and I have told his mom, like, do you feel like you being with a woman have de- damaged him in a way? And she'll say yes. If you ask her today and put her on a call, she'll say yes. Not saying that she is embarrassed or anything, but she knows that when she, if she would have, you know, different things of being with a woman and a man. Well, the one thing it sounds like Eric, he is willing to learn and yeah, definitely learning some things through his children. And, and to be honest, a lot of us have our children are great teachers without knowing that that's what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. I've taught him, I have taught. <laughs> Eric, there's a question: What was your relationship with your stepmom? Oh, that was like um. It was like oil and water. <laughs> it was like, you know, <laughs> it go together if you're making pasta. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's not so, it's not so well. I mean, on the, on the real perspective, it was like, you know, when a person do something just because 
they know they got to maintain like a certain um, stature for themselves. It's like you only the only reason you even talking to me with a smile right now is because you know that's my mama back there in the room. <laughs> okay, so so say is if my mama go to work, you gonna walk around here looking like the troll that live under the bridge or acting like that. You know, so it was one of those relationships. It was like a. I don't know. <laughs> it was like a, my mama at home. I guess you my stepmom today. When my mama at work, you, I guess you just I guess you just you by your first name or whatnot. And but that's how it was for all of us. Though she did stuff for us, and she you know, and she stepped in. It was just like emotionally, it was nothing there. It was like it was like a, it was like a blank, you know. Wow. So how have you all managed to raise? your grand your children with this what, what do you teach them and how are you going to ensure that they're you have boys how are you going to ensure that they're boys uh i mean because i mean i had four i had four siblings with my mom i had three i had two brothers and a sister i was the third child so i mean and this is why I think it's a blessing again because we had four. We had four. It was four of us, and all, and we all had different personalities, and we were different in the thing that we did, and our reactions. So I had a brother that was. I had a brother that lived a street life, but then I had a brother that was very quiet in his to himself, and I had a sister that was antisocial, and she always stayed to herself, right? So I mean, growing up, I wouldn't look at it like this, but as I'm who I am today, I look back at like I've dealt with so many different personalities with one situation, which is my mom and the way we grew up, but it's four different people, you know? And if I take everything that, you know, we seen together and everything that we did in the reactions, it's almost like a recipe for greatness. It's like, if you felt, if I feel so bad about how I came up or the distress we was in, the answer is right there. So I feel like I just use I use what I want to be as if I'm still a, a kid. I want to, I use that on Chase and EJ. That's, that's what I do. It's like, it's like, it's like I make sure I'm two steps ahead of them. You know, like in the sense where if Chase think he outsmarting me, I let him do it without saying it. But I show him with my action that you didn't outsmart me. I, I don't never let him know that I understood that he was trying to outsmart me because it's like, I want to keep you at a level so I can monitor you. I want to be able to monitor your level. Because it's like once you, once I break that level and he understands that I understand, he tries harder, you know, to get to the level to where he's more sneaky or whatnot. And I remember that in myself. I used to could sneak past people, say the right thing, you know. And the only reason I would keep doing it and be eager to do it more is because I, I wasn't getting caught or I wasn't being, like, put on blast, you know, of that nature. But I don't have a real, like, a real plan as far as how to do it with them. I feel like it's, it's all about the, the feeling and the lessons that I learned from when I was younger. They always replay. God always shows something. It's not literally him talking, but he always showed me something, and it will play back. It will play back instantly. Like, I don't – it's not even something certain, but from my childhood – as far as anger or anything like that, it'll play back instantly when I'm dealing with Chase or uh, EJ. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, Eric, in terms of 
Chase, Chase's relationship with his mom, we know EJ, he's just five months, but in terms of Chase's relationship with his mom, how do you feel about their relationship and what are some of your concerns in terms of mother's son and how he may be impacted? Um, well, I think they got a, have a, they got a very healthy relationship. It's like they very close, you know, in the sense where it's like, it's, it's natural. That's how it always is. But in, in the concern, I feel like they too close. It's not on her behalf. On, I mean, on her behalf because Chase is naive. He doesn't understand, you know. So I tell her all the time that you're wiring him right now. So if he think you're his, he think you're his friend, and he think he can play with you because y'all so close. That's what he's gonna think when he grow up because you haven't drawn the line. You have to draw the line first. This is what I feel. This is a male perspective. You have to draw the line first, and then you know. But and but with her, it's like. Um, a bowl, a big mixing bowl. Let's throw everything in. You know, you. I'm happy right now, and then later on, if I'm uh, only time I'm gonna get at you is if I'm aggravated. If you aggravated me, then I'm gonna get at your butt. You know, and I feel like that'll that is a part that's confusing him in his brain when it comes to her even just speaking versus having to go blow up or go to a hundred miles an hour. And she say, Chase, stop that. Chase thinks stop that means I'm gonna say it one more time and then you can stop it. Sometimes, not all the time, but just you know, just sometimes. And I feel like, I feel like the, um, I mean, it's a beautiful relationship. That's just my only <laughs> input on it. So she'll be able to discipline him better and easier without more frustration. Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed is, uh, with everybody else, uh, he it may they may have to say things two and three times with Chase. But when Eric, his dad comes in and says, Chase, that first time is done. And so that's, that's one way that I know he knows uh, and he understands extremely well. So in terms of that mother-son relationship and, and then every, anybody else you can jump in and ask questions um, after this, but in terms of the importance of your relationship with Chase, what are some of your concerns with him um, and EJ, or just in terms of being a father, what are some of your concerns that you wanna make sure you don't do, or what kind of relationship do you want to have with your son? Oh, um, well, as far as that being a father and the son, listen, I wanna make sure it's more like of an emotional bond, you know, because I know that I have the power to teach them, you know, everything that I didn't learn, everything that I did learn. You know, I know I have that power in me, but for me, it's like, I want to give you what I absolutely know, which is this. Emotionally, I didn't have that. I learned that. You know, it was learned behavior from other people, relationships, friendships, whatnot. But I, I just want them to feel that emotional connection so that they know even after it's discipline time, you know that this discipline is not for your hurt or, you know, it's for your better. So emotionally, I want to be able to be intact with them and be able for them to talk to me, you know, like they like would their mom, even though they would do it to her first. That's just one of my goals, my all-time goals, because I feel like by the end of it, they will learn like that. So my hardest part would be to show them the love, because that's what's always misconcepted when it comes to male, the love, which is, actually, which is really the drive that for the discipline, which is the love and the you know, you want to see something different. 
Amen. Any other questions? So, Dr. Leslie, there's several questions on the chat. Okay. If we could just go through those, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think those are comments because I think I did say those. Um, Bob was his dad. I did ask that. Eric said he was the oldest. He did say uh, which order he fell in. Yeah, I was the third. I was third. It was four of us, and I was second to last. Okay. Relationship with stepmom. Um, Danita says she loves that you're looking at your own upbringing as necessary lessons for you to be a better father to your sons than your father was to you. Thank you. Kudos to you. And Thank then uh, Mr. Wayne said, Eric, you saying you don't know without having toxic pride is huge. Say it one more time. I didn't catch that. Uh, Mr. Wayne said that you saying that you don't know without having toxic pride is a big deal. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Renee said she applauds you for your transparency and openness to learning and growing. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I, just to add to that too, I, I think that Eric, the fact that you're being open and a continuous learner, but at the same time, you're not too puffed up trying to say, I got it, I got it, I don't know it. And you're, you're telling your wife flat out, hey, I don't know this. If you're willing to work with me, we're good. Because you right. know what you know, but what you don't know, you're open and you're transparent. And that goes to the trust and the love between you two. That's really, really huge. Because a lot of men can't do that. Thank you so much. I try. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and as, as young as both of you are, you're growing together. I mean, you have a great opportunity to... to to make it the way you want to make it. And so that's another thing I was going to say to you a little bit later, but I'll kind of say it now, that you all have an opportunity to write your own blueprint of how you want the relationship to work, regardless of your past. Because one of the things I was going to talk about in this session, especially with you guys, are generational curses, right? Mm -hmm. So it would be good for you all to really take a minute and write down some of the things that happen within your lineage with your mother, father, stepmother, uh, you too, Kiara. And then as you all come together, you talk about, because there is such a thing as generational curses. It's very, very real. And it will subliminally repeat itself if you're not careful. So Eric, I like the stance that you're taking being the man of the home and saying, okay, my father did this. He, you said he taught you, but you're basically saying, this is what I'm not gonna do, right? But then you gotta take it a step further and say, what are you going to do? Not just the default, but default what he did that was negative, but taking the step further and creating your own goals for the family, right? Because right. when times get tough, you got to figure out how to handle it, right? You don't want that pressure and that stress on your lady. Um, you all work together, but at the end of the day, you're, you're in the lead. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. I know we talked about some stuff too, so. Okay. Thank you got you. a question Thank came you. in. Yes. Lahoma, go ahead. Let me unmute you. Hi. Can you hear me? Hey. Yes. Um, first of all, I want to say that um, your testimony and the things that you've shared tonight has really been a, a huge blessing to me. So I thank you for um, taking the time to share with us. Um, you said something about um, you wanting her to not let things kind of go on and go on 
uh, with your son because of the relationship, they're really close. And sometimes she just kind of let him push her a little bit further than she should. Um, but I also, okay, so like I'm a mom of five mm-hmm. and I have a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old and three 11-year-olds. First of all, they treat me a whole lot different than they treat their dad, um, like Miss Leslie was saying. So one thing I just want you to remember is that there's a, there's a, there's roles that moms play and dads play and you got to have them both, you know, and I know because my husband, he pushes me too, um, to say, don't let the kids just keep going and keep going and keep going because it causes you to be frustrated. But I think they need both. I'm not saying that, um, I should let them go as far as they go, but it's, you know, they get a soft side and they get a hard side, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in some ways it's really healthy, not necessarily for them to push me, but that I'm not like him, you know? So right. they get to see both sides of the story and that, you know, um, and they're learning something from her too, just like they're learning something from you. They're learning how to, um, how to negotiate. They're learning how to have strategy. There's, there's things that we learn from both parents, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know you see it as frustrating and I know you see it as aggravating. Sometimes <laughs> it, you know, it makes you be more to step up to be the disciplinarian. And sometimes my husband, you know, he's like, oh, I don't always want to be the one, you know, issuing out punishment. I want you to step mm-hmm. up and be a part of that too. But, you know, it's, there's, there's a role that we all play. You know, so I know it's frustrating sometimes, but just know that there's a point to it all, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be encouraged. But you guys are doing a great job. I'm I'm very Thank proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to say something to what she said. Um, I, I, I think I, what you said is, is, you know, 100% correct. I just know um, from, from my personal experience, my mom, she was like me to chase. So that's it. So when when I'm saying it, it's not to say, all right, this is gonna be the perfect way to make the perfect child. It's like I know you can do this, you know, to create less stress upon not even yourself, but these kids when they get older, because it's only gonna stress them out. Like me, me being able to control my mom in the way that I did, like emotionally, it it, it started a path for me of like being a lying or hiding and stuff, you know, covering up the truth because. You it's like we the relationship with your mom and the son is like you build so much anticipation for greatness. Once you get to the door that says, "All right, well, I'm doing something bad." That's just a recipe to hide everything from you. This is just a recipe. I feel like to blunder yourself, you know. So when he when they get of age, when they're like 18, when it's time to talk about stuff or tell you this hard stuff that started to happen in life, I feel like that's where that's where that little blank comes because. It was never like a line to, okay, I'm not going to play with you. So when it's time to say it, it's time to say it, you know. But I still, I mean, I, you're right, though. You need best of both worlds, you know. And once they come together in the perfect way, it's like a firework. Right. But that makes sense, too. Um, that makes sense to me because I have a my youngest son. He pushes me. I mean, he pushes me to the point of frustration. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that with him, he's able to get away with a whole lot of stuff with me too. And like you said, it put, sometimes it'll put, as they get older, it'll put them on a path to telling lies and doing things that they really shouldn't do. And Mm -hmm. if I, if I would stand up to him more, maybe I wouldn't be the one that he can get stuff past, you know, Mm -hmm. like his daddy can see through him, but it takes me a little bit longer to see that Mm -hmm. trait in him because Mm -hmm. he and I are so close, 
you know, right. and so it makes sense. Thank you for yeah. that insight. Thank yeah. you. And um, before Renee makes a comment, uh, just a comment on what you just said, Lahoma. Part of what we see uh, in schools and which is part of what started this platform is we see this every day in the schools, working with children, working with boys, even when it comes to uh, them being picked up and they're doing something else when they should be. The mothers, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And they're doing other things. I look at something as, as small as that because it's huge. Because if I got to say five times, come on, let's go, I got to go. And I'm like, I got to go, I got to go. Because the mother may have to go somewhere after work. The son doesn't understand. My mom has to go and it's very important. And so we ended up, we end up stepping in saying, hey, your mom has to go get your stuff on and go. And then they go. Mm -hmm. But that also is a sign that something else deeper is wrong because if he's doing that now, you got to look at when they're young crossing the street, do they hear your voice? They should hear your voice one time. Stop. Mm -hmm. um, when, it's at, when it's at home and it's time to do some things. So the, the thing is, there are so many mothers that are coming from single family homes that don't have that balance. You have your husband, Lahoma. Kiara has Eric. And you're blessed because a lot of women, they end up carrying that extra baggage on their shoulders, trying to play that male role. And it becomes very, very difficult. So my suggestion is uh, when your husband, Kiara Lahoma, says something, um, or, you know, as far as the, the child goes, go ahead and use that leverage, but don't let that child. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.